You are listening to the CMC Podcast. Join us each week for messages designed to equip, inspire, and motivate. And now for today's message from Pastor Tim Brooks. Our church's theme all year long has been looking at essentials in our life. And celebrations that are annual certainly are essentials in our life. That's why we do them. That's why we do annual celebrations. I was thinking about just the last couple of weeks. Why do annually we celebrate a loved one's birthday? I mean, why do we do that? Well, it's to remind us of how important and loved and appreciated they are. Obviously, I love my wife. She and I have been married 44 years. Obviously, I love her. Obviously, I appreciate her. I thank her. I'm thankful for all that she does for me. I'm th- but one day a year is a special day. I celebrate your life. I appreciate your birth. It's a special day, not only for me, for her, but for me, to remind me. And thank you, I appreciate you. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you were born. See, special days are a reminder to us, not that we don't already know, but it reminds us. This week, our nation has a very, very important celebration. It was established hundreds of years ago as our nation began to organize as a nation. Our early presidents established this Thursday in November as Thanksgiving Day. Now, if, if y'all heard me preach at all, pretty much any sermon I preach, I'm going to refer to the dictionary. And I do that because we have so lost meaning of words. And words don't even mean what they used to mean. And, and we've got a lack of understanding because we lack an understanding of certain words. And so I, I just, I use a dictionary every day. I'm looking up a word. What does that word really, really mean? You may find this interesting, but when you look up Thanksgiving in the dictionary, here's what the word says. Thanksgiving, a national holiday set aside to give thanks to God. That's what it says in the dictionary. It's set aside to give thanks to God. You go to the Library of Congress in Washington where all of our original and all of our current documents are stored and they all record Thanksgiving Day as a national holiday set aside to give thanks to God. Now, I I, want to just clear this up. Thanksgiving is not about families coming. That, it's not about families coming. Thanksgiving is not about friends all coming over. Thanksgiving is not about turkey and dressing and pies. Thanksgiving is not about a day off work. Thanksgiving is not about a day to eat too much. Thanksgiving is not about going hunting. Thanksgiving is not about football. Those are all things that we do in our celebration And we all do those things. But if you're not careful in life, symbols are a representation to take us to a meaning. And if you're not very careful, you'll begin to worship the symbol and lose sight of the meaning. And we don't want to let that happen to us. There are traditionally things that we do on this Thursday. We're going to get up and we're going to watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Well, it's, it's not about watching that parade, although that's what we will do. 
This day is a day to give thanks to God. Give thanks to God. So don't get so caught up in the turkey and the dressing and the pie that you forget what we're supposed to be doing while we all pack up food and drive over to somebody's house. And, and we do. Wait a minute. That is the way we are celebrating. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For all of us in here, especially all of us, we thank God. Everybody in here is grateful to God. I get that. We are all grateful to God. But it's just like a birthday. It's the same as a birthday. I'm grateful to my wife. I'm grateful to her all year long. But today is different. So I'm grateful to God. I thank him, dear Lord. God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I thank God. But hold on. Thursday's a little different. Thursday's a little different. I'm going to make him my focus. Thanksgiving Day is a day to remind us to give thanks to God. When I'm trying to figure out and make sure I have a good understanding of a word, often I look up the opposite. You ever do that? What is the opposite of that word? Because when you look up the opposite, it will more clearly shed light on what you're looking at. I looked up the word gratitude. I looked up the word gratitude, and it is the belief are the perception that you are fortunate, that you are fortunate. So I came across the opposite of gratitude, and this is interesting, very interesting. In the dictionary, the opposite of gratitude is the attitude of entitlement. Wow, is that where we are? We've become entitled to a phone, to a car, to heat, to air, to food, to health care. We're entitled to anything we want in life. I'm entitled to it. I'm, I, have, I live with a sense of entitlement. All of these things should be mine. I don't know if you ever think about it. I do. For thousands of years, people slept on the ground every night. Every night they slept on the ground. They didn't have any shelter except an animal skin, we call a tent, but they slept under an animal skin. Are you kidding me? Their transportation was how fast they could walk. How fast do you travel? Well, not very fast these days. I mean, walking was your form of transportation. There was no food except what you grew. There was no grocery stores filled with food. You went out in the garden and your food depended on how much rain we had. See, there, were, there was no growth. Church, we are fortunate. We are the definition of the word fortunate. Let me just remind you. you. You had nothing to do with the invention of a car. You had nothing to do with the invention of an airplane. You had nothing to do with the invention of pre-packaged food. You didn't have anything to do with grocery stores. You didn't have anything to do with pushing a button and heating and cooling the seat that you're sitting in in your car. I still have a hard time with that. Now, there's no doubt about it. For sure, there are some in here that have a little more stuff than somebody else. As we look around, well, he's got a lot of stuff. Well, I don't have as much stuff as he's got. I, I get all that. But just to let you know, three force of the world lives on a dollar 20 cents a day 
Three-fourths of the world. The poorest, the brokest in this place here today, you are filthy rich compared to other people all across this world. We are fortunate. We are fortunate in this room today. There's nobody in here that slept in the rain, in the heat, in the cold through their whole life. The problem with abundance, the problem with abundant blessings comes entitlement. And entitlement is the opposite of gratitude. Today, we're getting ready for Thanksgiving. As your pastor today, what's on my plate to do is let's get us ready for Thanksgiving. What's facing us? What's facing the congregation? What are we looking at this week? Well, we're looking at Thanksgiving. I want to make sure we're ready for Thanksgiving. Right now, we're going to start getting our attitudes right about this week. If we had a subtitle to this sermon, it may be Attitude Check. I encourage each of us this Thursday to thank God. Thank God. Now, maybe today you're in here and you don't have all the money that you wish you had. Maybe in here today you wish you had a new truck. Maybe in here there are things that are not perfect in your life. But here's what I'm telling you today. We are all blessed. We are all very, very blessed. Turn to Luke chapter 17 with me. I want you to see a very, very important historical event. Luke chapter 17. Today I'm reminded of this event in Scripture, and I want us to see this. You may need to read this every morning between now and Thursday. Let's start in verse 11. As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, ten lepers stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. I'll just pause here and not go into what a leper was, what condition they were in, how they were treated in society. This is a bad deal. This is a bad position in life to be in. Now, there were 10 lepers out here begging God, have mercy on us. Verse 14, he looked at them and said, go show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. I want you to draw an arrow to verse 15, and I want you to really think about it this week. One. One. One of them, when he saw how blessed he was, when he saw how fortunate he was, when he saw how good God had been to him, when he saw that he was healed, he came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. And Jesus said, didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? One out of ten. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt our forefathers read that. 
our, our, our early presidents read that. And they knew, they knew the heart of mankind. And they knew that over time we get self-centered. That over time our minds and our old sinful nature and our flesh wants to get us self-absorbed and selfish in our thinking. Over time we begin to focus on we don't have this and we don't have that and we don't have this and this has happened to me and this is not perfect and that's not perfect. And now Jesus comes in and performs a major miracle in our life. A major miracle in your life. You have been saved. You're you're not going to burn for eternity in hell. You, You have been forgiven. You've been given a brand new start in life. Are you kidding me? A major miracle. And only one. Only one out of ten. Our forefathers knew this. Knowing about human nature, knowing about human thinking, knowing about the old carnal nature that comes up, they set aside this Thursday in November as Thanksgiving Day. Thanksgiving Day. Stop, stop, stop. Everybody stop. Stop going to work. Stop doing what you do. Whoa, stop. And let's thank God. Let's thank God. Let's assemble together. Come on, everybody come over to the house. Come on, everybody get, let's get our family. Oh, hold on. God, we're grateful. As a family today, we're grateful. See, the attitude of thankful begins with seeing yourself blessed. See, if you don't see yourself as fortunate, if you don't see yourself as being blessed, then it will be hard for you to be thankful. When your car breaks down, wow, I was blessed. A very kind person stopped to help me. Thank God I had a car to even break down. You know, I could be walking everywhere I go. Lord, thank you for the blessed life I'm living. See, all of us, regardless of where you are right now, And regardless of what you're going through in your life right now, stop, stop it all and say, God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Teenagers, all of our teens in here, are your parents perfect? Nope. Is your house the biggest in town? Nope. Are your jeans the most expensive that money can buy? No. Is your car the neatest on the road? Nope. Are there things that your parents won't let you do? I get it. Teenagers, life is a big bummer. I get it. I'm right there with you. Life is horrible for you. It's just horrible. Where you're living and the parents that you have, and I, it's just horrible. I get it. I get it. Set aside Thursday. Teenagers in here, I want you to realign. Just realign. Teenagers, look across the world and look at where other teenagers live. For years, we loaded all of our teenagers up in this church and we took them to Honduras. 
and we spent several days down there. We did it for years. I wanted our teenagers to see what it was like to live under rocks and in cardboard boxes. We took all of our teenagers. I wanted them to see what it was like truly eating off the street. and dry. I wanted our teenagers to see that. But that life there got so dangerous that it's gotten the last few years. We just we can't take a team of teenagers down there. Physically, it's too dangerous. Teens, you, you need to know something. You're blessed. All of our teenagers in here, I realize life is such a bummer for you right now. You're blessed. You're blessed. I want our church to know we have an enemy. We have an enemy out there, and, and he's like a roaring lion. And he is seeking someone to devour. And I want to talk today about the fact this week, you simply refuse to let that enemy devour your gratefulness to God. I'm not going to let you do it to me. No, 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 no. You're going to have to go somewhere else. You're not devouring my week. Nope, not me. You'll have to go somewhere else. Enemy, you're not getting my thoughts. I'm blessed because I'm not hungry. I'm blessed because I'm not sleeping on the streets. I am blessed. I've got food in a cabinet. I've got clothes, not just one outfit. I've got clothes in a closet. I have transportation. Teenagers, that alone, much of the world can't say they have. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Enemy, you're not getting me this week. All of our students at CMA, are your teachers perfect? Nope. Is CMA perfect? Nope. Are all of your friends perfect in the way they treated you? Perfect. Nope. Here's what you can know. You can know you've got coaches and you've got teachers who are not teaching for the retirement benefit. They're not teaching for the insurance benefit. They're not teaching for the financial reward. They're teaching only because they love kids and they have a heart for the future of America. I know going to CMA is a big bummer for you. But let's be thankful. Come on. Let's be abundantly grateful, God. I am, I'm fortunate. I'm blessed. Thank you, Lord. Devil, you're not robbing me this week. To do that, you will have to take your thoughts captive. You, you will have to. To do that, you, this week... You will have to take your thoughts captive. There are some in here today that are very lonely. That have just experienced the death of a loved one. I just did a funeral Friday. We've got a family that doesn't have a husband and a dad for this Thursday. There are many of you in here that experienced the death of a loved one. And holidays are very hard. There are many of you that have kids that are not celebrating with you. And that's hard this year. There are many of you that have family and they're so far out of town and it's so expensive to travel and with all that's going on in the world today, they can't come in and, and, and holidays are hard for you. 
you'll have to take your thought captive. You will have to take your thought captive. You'll have to find somebody else that's lonely. You'll have to find somebody else that's by themselves. And you're going to have, you will have to take your thought captive. Right now, you decide, devil, you're not getting me. Devil, you're not getting me. In all that I've been through, I am blessed. Look at my life. Look at where I am. Look at the food I've got to eat. I am blessed. And you're not getting me, devil. You're not getting me. On Thursday, I'm not going to wake up and focus on my loss. On Thursday, I'm going to wake up and focus on how blessed, abundantly blessed I am. I'm aware that there are some in here that are not lonely. They're not lonely. You've got family, friends, people, people, people coming over. I asked my wife to give me a count. 41. You got to clean the whole dang house. Wash sheets, buy food. Did I say buy food? Buy food. You got to cook all of that food. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. You got a cousin that's going to bring some green beans, one can. And you bought two turkeys, a case of corn, a case of sweet potatoes, 10 pounds of regular potatoes. You've cooked and you've cleaned and you've made three pies. Oh, yeah. And you have an uncle that's going to stop and get a bag of ice. Half of it will be melted by the time the joker gets here with it. The truth is, you wish you were lonely this week. I would give anything if I could spend the whole day by myself. Totally by myself. I'd give anything to be by myself on Thursday. You're going to have to take your thoughts captive. You will have to take your thoughts captive. I wish nobody was coming. Or maybe today you got to drive. I wish I didn't have to drive. Oh, we got to drive all the way to somebody's house who I don't even really know. I don't even know these people. We got to drive over to their house. And the ones I do know, I don't like. Why do we have to drive across this country to somebody's house? I don't know why we have to drive clear across the country to eat with these people. Come on, man. I already know what you've already said. I know what you've already said, and I know what you've already thought. And it's not because your wife called and told me to add this about you into my sermon. The reason I already know what you've been thinking is, well, I'm just going to move on. <laughs> the reason I'm talking to you today about your attitude is because I've been talked to about mine. I'm familiar with a bad attitude. I've seen it on some of y'all. Everybody's going to come in. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, happy Thanksgiving. Everybody's going to hug. Happy Thanksgiving in 30 minutes. We're all mad. Here's what I'm telling you. You're going to have to refuse this week to let the enemy devour your thinking. You're going to have to refuse. Enemy, you're not getting me. Nope, nope, nope. Those that are by yourself this week, you're going to have to take your thoughts captive and you're going to have to do something about it. There's a lot of people that you could be with if you choose to. Those that wish you were by yourself this week, you're going to have to take your thoughts captive and do something about it. This is a national holiday 
to give thanks to God. It's a national holiday to give thanks to God. Today, I want to just get us, all of us, to the bottom line of this message. I'm grateful to God. Maybe you don't relate to this, but I've sinned. I haven't lived perfect. And I have happened to read the punishment for sin. I'm aware of what I deserve. I've sinned, and I deserve the punishment of death. But even while I was a sinner, God sent His Son for somebody who did not deserve it, but He died for me. And I've been given a brand new start. You may look at me and roll your eyes and think about all the imperfections in my life. But when God looks at me, He sees me through Jesus. And He sees me as clean. He sees me as white. He sees me as right with Him. See, God sees me through Jesus. And He died in my place. Jesus paid the debt that I owed. I've been forgiven. I've been washed clean. I've been given a redo in life. I've been given a brand new start. Let me just tell you something. Old things have passed away for me and all things have become new for me and God sees me through Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. God, I'm grateful to you. I'm grateful to you. You may not have the most expensive blue jeans in town, teenagers, but God's been awful good to you. Go to Psalms chapter 100. Psalms chapter 100. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with singing and with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are His. We are His people. We are the sheep of His pasture. Verse 4, enter His gates with thanksgiving and go into His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. And His faithfulness continues to each generation. Thanksgiving. It is the way we enter into the presence of the Lord. Way, way, way too often, we come before the Lord with all that we want Him to handle today. Many have a prayer list, and it lists all of the things that God forgot about that you need Him to handle today. Take care of this one, take care of that one, bless this one, bless God, this one's in the hospital, and that one needs you here to do this and go there, and God, I need you to do something about this situation here. 
I remind you, Psalms 100 says, the way you approach God is not with a to-do list, but the way you approach God is with thanksgiving. That's the way you come into His presence. It's often shocking to me to listen to my own prayer. Too often, my own prayer centers around me. My own prayer is me-centered and me-focused and what is important to me. Too often, my prayer centers totally around what is important to me and what I am worried about, concerned about, fearful about, what I need. My prayers too often revolves around me, and we've got to turn our prayer to being God-centered, not me-centered. God, thank you. Thank you. My conversation with you is about you, and it's not about me. My conversation with you is all about how good you've been to me because I'm grateful and I'm blessed. I want our worship team to come out right now, and we're going to move into our time of worship. We're going to move into our time where we open the altars and our baskets are available for you to worship God with your giving. Communion elements are available for you. Right now, we're going to enter into a time. We're going to get our attitudes right for this week. We're going to refocus our thinking right now. God, I'm grateful to you. I'm grateful. I'm grateful to you. Let's not be the nine, but let's be the one. Today, let's not come around here and be the nine. Today, let's start off this week to be in the one. Those in here today, because of your loss, Holidays are very hard for you. And I understand that. There are those in here today that because of your bad attitude, you make holidays hard for you. You make holidays hard for you and your whole family because of your attitude. We're stopping all of that right now. We're stopping all of that right now and saying, God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's be the one. Y'all stand with me. You have been listening to the CMC Podcast. For more information about CMC, our different conferences, Christian school, college internship, resources, and more, go to cmchurch.com.